Three, two, one. I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psychax, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is only founders get equity. This one is for the ladies. Gentlemen, feel free to send this on to your sisters and daughters. I'm here to help. Now, in the business world, investing in an untried company is an inherently risky endeavor. Pouring time, energy, and money into a project with an uncertain or even a low chance of success is not something to be done lightly or with casual indifference. Many of these companies have nothing to show for themselves yet, or even money with which to pay their workers. So the way these companies attract investors and talent is with equity, the promise of a portion of the company's eventual success if and when it goes public. Equity is how people, after several years, become multimillionaires overnight. Bet on the right pony, and that initial investment or that year or two of effort can come back 10,000-fold. And on some level, that's fair. These people took a significant risk, they deferred their gratification, and would have been left with nothing if the company hadn't panned out. In my opinion, they deserve their jackpot. They are substantially compensated for their substantial risk. And any company that is just starting out will attempt to lure its potential investors and collaborators, its founders, with a vision of the future and a promised slice of the pie. High risk, but high reward. Now, many folks are going to turn down this offer as too risky. Instead, they're going to wait to see what happens. Maybe the company goes to the moon, but maybe, or probably, it's going to fail. If it fails, bullet dodged. And if it succeeds, well, they could always apply for a position if and when the company gets through with its growing pains. But here's the thing. If you, the potential employee, wait to seek a position at a company only after it's been successfully established, you're not going to get equity. You're going to get a salary at best. Now, this might be a good salary. I mean, a lot of companies where I live offer their employees six-figure salaries. But it is a salary nonetheless. You're likely never going to become a multimillionaire, and you will need to work 40 hours or more for the rest of your career. You might do very well for yourself, but it's a very different situation to be an employee at a successful company than to be a founder at a successful startup. The same thing holds true with long-term relationships. I'll speak from my own experience. Let me tell you, when I was in my early 20s, boy, oh boy, was I interested in getting married. And why was I so keen on getting hitched back then? Because I sure could have used the help. I was broke. I was living in subsidized housing in Brooklyn. The place was furnished with stuff that I found on the streets. I didn't know how to cook. My place was filthy, and I had no real prospects. I had nothing to offer but myself, which I learned doesn't get you very much in the sexual marketplace. Now, here's the thing. Even back then, I knew who I was, and I had a vision for the future. I knew what I was capable of, and I believed in myself. Even when no one else did, I believed in myself. And I had absolute confidence in my ability to achieve my vision. And I would pitch that to the women that I dated. This is what we could build together. I could really use your help. 
Unfortunately, my vision was just not a sufficiently attractive offer to the women in question. And this was painful at the time, but I totally get it now. After all, most startups fail. There are a lot of guys with ambition and potential who never end up realizing their dream. I get it. It's always riskier to bet on a horse before the race is run. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message, because it's word-of-mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You can also hit the thanks button, it's the three little dots in the lower right-hand corner, and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've received from this message. It's support like this that makes all of this happen, and I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. So, in my case, what happened? Well, since I couldn't find a helper, and since I wasn't ready to give up on my dream, I had to roll up my sleeves and do it myself. And back then, I didn't really know anything about anything. And it turns out, to use my analogy, it's actually extremely complicated to launch a successful business. For instance, you need to know about marketing. And I didn't know anything about marketing. So I would have loved to bring on a woman who could do that. But I couldn't find one, even though I offered equity. So I learned marketing myself. You also need to know about accounting. And I didn't know anything about accounting. So I would have loved to bring a woman on for that. But I couldn't find one to do that either, even though I offered equity. So I learned about accounting myself, and so forth and so on. Because I wasn't successful in attracting a woman for a long-term partnership with the prospect of equity in a future successful relationship, I functionally hired myself for all of those roles. Nowadays, I'm the CEO and the CTO, and the COO, and the head of HR, and the chef who caters the meetings. Hell, at this point, I'm the chief diversity officer. Do you understand? I'm everything, because I've had to be. And now that my company is fairly successful, uh, now that I bring in a significant amount of revenue, now that I have some clout and status and market share, now that I don't need to hire anyone because I've learned to do everything myself, guess what? The resumes are just pouring in. And this is just tragic because really I would have been so grateful if I could have gotten a woman's help when I first started out. It would have made things so much easier. I could have gotten here sooner and it would have made a huge difference in my life. But that's not how things played out. Women who are generally more risk averse than men saw investing in me back then as too risky of a proposition. And it's like, fair enough. But here's the thing. I don't really need to hire now. And if I did, they wouldn't get equity. They would get a salary. After all of my trials and all of my efforts over the last two decades, there is absolutely no way I would ever enter into an arrangement in which someone I took on might be entitled to half of what I've built. It's like completely out of the question. Like, where were you 20 years ago? You weren't involved in the substantial risk, so why would you be entitled to a substantial reward? Ladies, if you wait until the company goes public, you don't get equity, you get a salary. Now, the salary I offer is very competitive. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better compensation package elsewhere, but it's a position that will require effort. It's not a ticket to an early retirement. Ladies, this is the takeaway. 
nearly all the successful high-value guys that women are gunning for today weren't always successful and high-value. If women were really smart, they would get better at exercising their discernment with respect to which ambitious, talented men are likely to go the distance. This is why I say that the best dating strategy for women is to find a dark horse. I would encourage women to think of themselves as savvy investors. They may not always get it right, but the good ones generally do very well for themselves. Just like in the marketplace, you ideally want to buy low and sell high. The same works for relationships, which is why nearly every female billionaire is either an heiress or a divorcee. If you want equity, especially equity at parity, you've got to take the risk, roll up your sleeves, and work just as hard as the man when he has nothing. And if you're not willing to do that, if you want to wait until the work is done and the race is run, you'll need to content yourself with a salary at best. I hope that makes sense. What do you think? Please let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.